You're listening to Steel City Music. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner Smith. My special, my special, very special guest right now is CJ Slees, someone who I thought I talked to before, but I wasn't quite sure because we both kind of go back a little while here in the Hamilton music scene. Well, actually, the Canadiana music scene. Uh, I've seen her, I believe, at this in Hollywood years ago perform. But my brain is kind of fuzzy because it goes to me. It's always the bouncing around on social media and seeing stuff like from uh, the Bovine Sex Club, from the scene Hollywood, from the old days of the Corktown, like from 20 years ago. Not to date us both here, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't. I don't even know if, if you and I ever did a chat, had a chat before. Not that I can remember. I, I think we just sort of crossed paths and chatted in person, but never officially on the show. So yeah, this is no, interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. But and you and you were someone that I always wanted to talk to before because I remember uh, like back in the day at C101 that sort of stuff. Uh, Lou would bring your music up, and maybe I met you there at the old radio station. I'm not sure, but I do I do know that I wanted to have this chat with you because you're just someone that I, I've never I've never had a chance to to talk to, and and I know that you played around here for a while, and a lot of people rave about you, and you got the new single out, Waging War. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's have a little chitty chat chat. So thank you for coming on the radio show. But thank you so much, Gunnar, and thank you for all of that. That was a lot of kind words for, towards me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. But, but you, but you've worked very hard over the over the last while, and you've gone through uh, some rejuvenations in, in in what you do, uh, and you've been going through lineup changes, that sort of stuff. And there's been this like a, a bit of a time period of of, of you recording, and now you a have this big new... time period. Yes. Well, it's like twelve <laughs> years between recordings. It's huge. You know what? That's fine. You can do the twelve year thing. The stones took a while, so that's okay if it only took twelve <laughs> years. All right. So you're cool. You're you're real cool. Don't get all anxiety about that one. Thanks, babe. But uh, waging waging war, twelve years. Uh, how do? What, what what was the uh, motivation? Like, okay, I'm going to go in the studio again, that sort of thing, and, and put out some new music. Uh, well, the big catalyst for the break, I think, was when I moved from Toronto. Um, I was in Toronto for about 18 years, like born and raised here in Hamilton, sure. and uh, moved to Toronto when I was 18 or 19, and um, had the bulk of my career there. And I love that city, but it really started to change over the years, and um you know, the scene was going through a shift and um, population was going up, all that kind of stuff was changing. So I just felt like it was time to get out. Um, also, uh, you know, we were priced out of the housing market there, my husband and I, right, and right, right. I thought I really needed to cut some ties there. I, I needed to get clean. Um, I've had a lot of, I'm, I'm bipolar and I also have had a lot of addiction problems throughout sure. my life career. Um, that I struggle with. So it was really important for me to make a big break from that. Uh, so once I did, and I moved to Hamilton um, and I got clean and stuff, but that was a difficult transition for me too, to get back into music, because not only now am I a female who's, you know, over 35, like I'm 45 years old now. Right. Uh, I just turned 45 in August. But hey, happy uh, birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so it was one of those, uh, how do I come back and, um, you know, be authentic to, to who I was and who I feel like I am, but also reinvent myself in a way that isn't going to be just, you know, trying to relive and, and rehash what I've already done. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to right. be the same CJC as I was when I was jumping around as a 20 year old. So I had to, you know, 
really take a moment and do a lot of self-discovery. And uh, I had to meet all new people here too, right? Find out what's going on in the scene, get familiar with all the musicians here. And it basically started out um, post-pandemic because as you know, everything was shut down during the pandemic, which extended that hiatus that I had planned, maybe a five-year hiatus to to now three extra years or whatever. Um, Just started posting on Facebook groups in Hamilton and the music groups and asking people if they wanted to come out and jam with me. So that was about two years ago. And it took me a while to get the right lineup and, you know, just gel with um, creatively with certain people. Do you know what I mean? You work much better with some people than others. And it, I always yeah. appreciate the time everyone spends playing with me, but certain people stick. And mm-hmm. uh, I happened to get together with Mark Brenzel, who's playing guitar for me right now. He's a Hamiltonian and he's really talented. And he had that uh, waging war riff and I just loved it. I says, you know what, let's roll with this. I don't want to wait until we've got a full album. Like, right. let's just do this. Let's get my feet wet again and get back in the studio and do it as a single. So that's what we did. We got into Grant Avenue and uh, I'm so glad I did because now it's just really given me the enthusiasm to do more. I think Grant Avenue is a very iconic studio here uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. Why did you choose Grant to do this one? Was it Was it under the old ownership or the new ownership? Uh, it's uh, It was under the new ownership now. So Andrew was there. Um, a big reason is it's like two blocks from my house. Oh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of kind of silly, but it's just so close and so convenient. Yeah. I knew that it had a really great board set up there and uh, the sound was going to be good. And I thought for the initial tracks, I really want to do it right. I want the the original sound to be great. I don't want to have to do things half-fast and try and fix them later. So I thought, you know, they've got the cred and they're just such nice people down there. Andrew was really great. And I also uh, was really lucky to have Chris Snow come in as a producer. Yeah, can you explain, Chris, uh, how you met up with Chris Snow uh, producing this track? The weirdest thing was just an Instagram connection. And I've talked to him about this and so many people, um, they talk a lot online, but they never take it past that. And I think one of the most positive things about social media is to make those connections and actually follow through with people because it can be life-changing and you can meet some of the coolest people and collaborate with artists that you would never have the opportunity to otherwise. And we just started following each other and chatting more and more and He's worked with a lot of bands that um, I know and or admire as well. So uh, it was a no brainer. He came out and uh, saw me at a couple of shows just to sort of get a better idea of what I was about. And we did some pre-production and he was amazing. Uh, from start to finish, he went above and beyond the whole way. And he just knew exactly the sound that I was looking for. Well, how long did that process take for this single then with, with Chris Snow to produce it? Um, it was really only one day in the studio so let's see I think the first day we kind of broke we were supposed to do a 10 hour we broke into two so we did a six hour and then a four hour and then he took maybe not long like about a week or two to mix it because he was working on a couple other projects as well we ended up taking it into halo to mix it analog yeah, board, that was that really was my cool. next question because it was yeah. like okay that you go from there and then you uh, you you go over to uh, Halo Studio and uh, who mixed it over at Halo? 
That was Crystal. Oh, okay. Yeah, he took it. He was, it was really worked out serendipitously because he was working on another project um, Uh, at Halo. So he thought, while I'm in there, how how do you feel about me mixing this analog? And I'm, of course, all in for analog whenever I hear it. It's um, here as an option, you know. And not only that, um, once we sent it down to Howie to do the mastering, uh, he also did it analog, which was great. So well, that's, that's two versions. One was like um, the digital version, basically him, his pre-program, you know, presets that he would run it through and then the analog version where it's him actually, you know, pressing the buttons and moving the faders up and down and doing it all by hand. And that's the one I chose. And I think like it just adds this warmth and realness to it that to me is rock and roll. That's what I love about rock and roll. I don't like when it sounds too clean, you know? Well, I've never heard anything live that sounded too clean anyway. So it's supposed to sound like there has to be a connection between how you record it and how you perform it live. There's going to be a little bit of a rough around the edges. Um, I'm not personally big for someone who's perfectly in tune all the time when they sing. Because to me, it's all of a sudden like, oh, that's a backing vocal. You're, you're just lipping it. And there's nothing wrong with it if you pay. But I don't know if you're paying like 150 bucks a ticket, 200 bucks a ticket, and you know part of the dance routine that those people she she can't be singing and dancing like that because it just doesn't make any sense there's just you you physically can't do that you know i feel i can't even get out of the chair without breathing hard so there you go there you go i'm just just throwing it out there you know i get it absolutely (laughs) i mean if you're madonna and you've got a two-hour show to do and it's jumping i i get that i get it yeah but to me yeah that's not rock and roll though no it's it's so sweat blood and tears and falling down collapsing because you've given every ounce of yourself like you pour you pour it out passion in it absolutely yeah yeah that's what Uh, people respond to it like in the clubs and the live shows they they want authenticism you know it's if you're just tuning in right now this uh, you're hanging out with gunner here on steel city music my special guest right now is cj sleaze and she has a new track called waging war we're just having a track uh, a chat about who she's produced with where she how she started it all and the mixing process and but you said howie weinberg and i'm like how now we have to how do we get to howie weinberg where is this like you pulled up the role at x and went i met howie a long time ago blah blah, blah. or is this another social media thing because i don't know if howie weinberg is social media to be honest <laughs> It's it's just like the way things go in life, you know, um, certain things present themselves at the right time. And um, I had been talking to a few of my friends and old band members about this new recording. And one of the people I talked to was Stacy Ratt. I'm not sure if you know him, Stacey, his last name is Patton. Um, he's in Toronto. He played guitar for me, like in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. He was with the Sinisters and... Um, Kumanja, he had a few other bands. Anyway, he's working at um, Accurate Audio in Toronto, and he had Howie as a connection. He had sent him some stuff before, so he said, let me talk to him and see if this is something that would interest him, and he was absolutely all in for it. I was so lucky. I felt really blessed to have him on board. He did a great job. So, yeah, I mean, that was just, uh, I guess, a friend of a friend, and you just got to get out there and talk to people. That's the key to all this. Every connection I've ever made is just really putting yourself out there and you can't be afraid to hear no. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's awesome. Awesome on you because it also to me is like, it's not bad having a little bit of luck now and then. We Sometimes we get, we get hit with a bunch of stupid stuff, but once in a while, it's nice to see those things happen to, to someone. So I'm, I'm very happy for you. And, and it sounds great. I've been listening to it. 
Um, but you. let's switch gears for a second. This is coming out. I think you you released it. Did you release it last week? Uh, what was a it? couple of weeks ago? Okay. Yeah, I I can't remember the exact date. Yeah. So it comes out. You're starting to send it around, get some feelers out. People are starting to listen to it. That sort of thing. Um, what is the response uh, that you're starting to get from media? Because uh, do you not have some interviews coming up as well? On uh, like there's like there's a punk channel that's going to be doing an interview with as well. I do. Yes. Um... Let me see. I'm just going to check my notes here. The, I'm on um, hmm, the Punk World Radio 99.9. Uh, that's Monday, November 6th at 9.30. Um, and that's a live on-air interview. Um, I've got a couple other things coming up. The big one for me that I'm really excited about, um, and it's not really a, a media um, outlet, but it's a live show, and it's going to be the bovine Uh Friday, November 10th, and that's huge. I haven't played the bovine for about 10 years now, and it was really um, my hangout. It was a second home to me that's when I was thing, in yeah. Toronto. Uh, Daryl's a good friend of mine, and he has just supported me uh, wholeheartedly from day one. So it's going to be really great to sort of feel like I'm going home again. I know it's going to be, you know, a big change and a whole new crowd. I'm sure things move so quickly there, but I'm really excited about it. And we'll, we'll see what happens. See if I have any fans left in Toronto. <laughs> I'm sure you do. The fact that, the fact that this whole conversation is predicated on the fact that, that you met someone through uh, social media and uh, they end up producing you and then Howie Weinberg and these sort of things, you're kind of on a roll. So I wouldn't be surprised if you have a really good crowd for that night. Uh, just like people want to come out and see you, that sort of thing. Uh, with the friends you're making on social media. I appreciate that. Thank you, darling. Uh, thank you for taking the time to have this chat with us here on uh, Steel City Music. And uh, I'll be uh, spinning that track on my show and uh, and keep in touch. Let me know what what else is going on. Um, if, uh, you know, if any other big time producers or someone else is now going to produce your uh, next album or something like that. Because to me, this I, this is a great story. I love every second of this story. So good Thank on you. Thank you so much, Gunnar. And I really appreciate you having me on. It's been great. And uh, let's do it again sometime for sure. Hey, this is CJ Sleaze, and this is my new track, Raging War on Steel City Music. Yeah, 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 which is war. 
City Music.